Harvey. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. This has turned out to be the best time I've had with a guy in a really long time. Me too. <laughs> Me too. With a girl. Yeah. Your Miss Wright was Miss Marilyn. You gotta bring her to Hawaii, dude. I can't bring her on a corporate retreat. It's a no-brainer. Text her now. She said yes! Aloha, mother of Antonio! Yes! I've got this girl meeting me here, and she's amazing. <laughs> Missy, what are you doing here? That text from you was wonderful. I screwed up so huge. Remember that crazy blind date I had? Nothing you could ever do would disappoint me. I love you. This whole time I thought I was texting my dream girl. <laughs> I was texting that crazy girl. To the best weekend ever. <sighs> It's the Boylan Rojas Podcast, episode 120. I'm Nick Rojas. He's Nick Boyle. He's Mark DeSisto. Guys, how are we doing? I don't know how many episodes this has been in quarantine, but uh, how's everyone doing? How many movies have we been watching? Have we been watching some good stuff? I mean, Uh-oh. I'm okay. <laughs> I've I've done better. with. I feel like when we started this, I was recording a lot more, and now I've kind of kind of finally come to a very like slow halt i'm like pushing maybe like 10 a week i mean 10 every two weeks sorry um so i i know mark i know you have a lot more to give out than myself rojas i honestly don't know where you are because you'll randomly text us and just let us know like yo i'm like watching this right now i'm like what like when you were at your friend's house the other day and we're like yo i'm casually watching hansel and gretel i'm like that's not a casual watch. I can't believe you're watching that right now. No, no, I see. I disagree. That is a casual watch. Like, <laughs> like unless it's just like someone else puts it on. Like I'm not gonna watch that movie. Yeah. Like that movie looks so bad. Yeah, that that was the situation. Uh, yeah, that's not gonna come up in my quick pick. So yeah, Gretel and Hansel. Guess what? It's big skip for that one. Big, big skip. Yeah, big that, skip. I wanted to fall asleep twenty minutes in. It was a good nap movie. I saw someone review it though and say if they slapped a twenty four before this, you guys would all think differently about this movie. And I was like, <laughs> they're not wrong. They're not. They're not wrong. So, Mark, what about you though? What's uh, what's new with you with watching stuff? What's the um, word? You know what I started watching because um, it's going crazy all over the internet. Is uh, uh, the Last Airbender? Avatar. Ooh. I've never watched it. I like anime, so I thought I'd give it a whirl. I'm almost done with season one. It's not bad, but I think I would have liked it better if I was watching it when I was a teenager instead of, you know, uh, instead of approaching 30 because maybe maybe it just really doesn't. That's how I feel about Clone Wars. I've been, I've been yeah. trying to watch that. I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's totally. evaluate. Well, guys, uh, let's get into that discussion. Uh, Boyle texted us earlier, Mark, about uh, how it's not so much the movies he's been watching lately, but the tel- television. Boyle, you've been binge-watching a lot of TV shows. Uh, what's yeah. your state of television? So I guess one of the biggest things we all just went through was uh, The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. And the thing I needed to talk about was I was listening to Lights, Camera, Barstool the other day when mowing the lawn, and they talked about they were interviewing Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Uh, from uh, Walking Dead. You might know, that's like the biggest thing he's known for right now. Um, but he's known for a lot of other things that he's 
he's an excellent actor. He's actually one of those actors, like, if he comes out with something, I'm, like, pretty pretty good at, like, going and watching his, you know, movie, TV, whatever it is. Anyways, um, and he was talking about the future of film and TV and how right now there's a lot of talks and a lot of celebrities can um, – if you know, if I understood this interview correctly, can go out and try to get TV stuff going on right now, but not a lot of movie talk is going on. And he thinks going forward that that's kind of going to go in the future. Like it's going to be a lot of TV productions and a lot of you know trying to find a movie crew, a crew of people who's going to contribute all their time and effort into a movie is far and slim right now uh, because of this. Um, Ross, I don't know if I got that information correct. That's just what I was taking away from uh, with the interview that he did on there. Uh, and that's what they talked about for a little bit. He was kind of like, you know, he started a TV show because he knew more viewers would kind of watch something like that. So I kind of wanted to pose it to you guys. What, what are your concerns or what are your comments kind of going forward with all the quarantine stuff going on? Like, do you think that he's kind of right in that realm of, you know, TV kind of has been, has been getting more of these boosts like Ozark and these bigger shows that have these seasons where you watch one episode. It's like watching a movie. I mean, look at Game of Thrones and stuff. Is that future right now or, you know, in, in movie making because of the quality of the amount of people on a set at a time? Will that take a... Um, a back bend, like a, um, I'm not, I'm, I know I'm not wording this correctly. I did just knock myself on the head. Um, like, will this, take, <laughs> will this take a little bit of like a back, you know, will movies kind of step back a little bit over the next few years and more TV productions because you don't need as many people on set and stuff at a time. Um, I mean, TV's already been making HBO and all these places are making these hour long episodes as it is. Um, what do you guys think is the future of TV movies and the future of things? Cause I thought he brought up a really good point that I didn't, I didn't know how to address. Yeah, so Boyle, us. here's how I'm so, going to address yeah, it. I got an idea you. an app yeah. you watch things. It's 10 minutes at a time. We call it something like, you know, it's fast. It's quick. Quibby, you know, Quibby. Qu- quick, videos, so maybe Quibby, <laughs> quick videos. I think we know you think that that's the future. Quibby. No, you think I Quibi's don't. really no. going to take off. No, I don't. I, I really okay. don't look, I really don't think we're going to. Look, they might make more TV stuff now because there's going to be less people and less uh, hands on deck for the time being until there's a vaccine. Um, but and Mark, I'll, I'll, I'm going to get this over and done with quickly. Um, I, I have so many movies I've never seen before. I'm going to watch movies because I like TV shows, but I don't uh, want to commit right now to a mm-hmm. really high quality TV show. That's just me personally. The movies. I- you know, I know two and a half hours, it's out of my life. I listen to a podcast about it, and I, I've moved on to the next thing. I have more adaptability. This is a jungle out there, boy. you got to be quick. you got to navigate through the woods. All right, Mark, what about you? What do you think? Um, I, I'm looking at it just like a completely uh, different way. I think um, I while I appreciate the, the quality in, in TV shows with more production value, getting that like movie-level production, I don't think it's going to take a um, – take any sort of shot towards movies. I don't think movies are going to take a step back at all. Um, I, I'm more with Rojas. Like, you know, there's a billion movies we still haven't seen. I'm going to keep seeing movies. Yeah. I, if anything, if if these TV shows get a bigger budget to be more movie quality, then I'm for it. Like, that's that's cool with me. But I don't think their elevation in, in uh, production and quality will affect 
the uh, the movie um, industry at all. This segment, we're about to wrap this up. I'll leave you guys with this. I don't know what I'm trying to think of. Like what the last widely acclaimed show that's I guess Watchmen. Like what, Watchmen what was yeah what, they got like five stars across the board. Not, they had pretty solid production values, like movie esque. Because even with Ozark, people are like it's good, but it's not like not great. Like most people who've watched it are like oh that was really good, but like I don't know. Every time I hear people say it, I hear they say it with reservations. Boil. Yeah. No. I and listen. I just thought this would be fun to talk about, see your points of view. I'm actually just right alongside with both of you. I think that there are so many movies that, you know, documentaries were us. You still, we've, we, you know, we all constantly talk about this, but you've talked about three or four documentaries. I still want to check out. I haven't gotten to yet. Uh, Mark, you've actually, I know two of which you're talking about today. There's a few movies that we've seen that others haven't seen and that I want to see sort of a thing. So, I know I'm still in the movie game. I know I'm not going to stop with that. But I was curious your thoughts in that conversation of the realm of topic, the TV versus movie and where the industry may go. Because I guess the concern is when the time comes, you can social distance and the time comes that you can start filming something and sort of be around people. How many clicks of crews can you actually get together to feel comfortable to make something i guess is more of the question so just i want to throw it out and see what your thoughts were all right that's fair <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna move along yeah. to our first review boil and uh okay. maybe it's gonna make me second guess the whole movie industry as a whole uh the wrong missy <laughs> coming to netflix uh from happy madison productions um yep, yep released in 2020 it's a uh story about i'm just going off the top of my head here a uh, guy coming off a uh breaking it off with a fiance um, that is just kind of looking for something casual on the dating scene, goes on a really bad blind date with someone. I think it was off a dating app. goes terribly. A few months go by after a severe injury, and he meets this amazing gal at the airport. He plans on texting her. He texts her throughout the week. He thinks he's going to invite her to Hawaii for his corporate retreat to announce this uh, new merger because the company's being bought. But guess what? He texted the wrong Missy. Guys, what? what do you think what? about the wrong Missy? Um, so I guess I'll start off up, off the bat. Um, Mark, I sometimes like to pass it to you, but I, I want to kind of go in strong and then maybe get the follow-up after you guys. So I know we're all kind of split on this. I felt like um, I won't give anything too far away. I gave this a 5.5 reaching to a 6. Uh, on the Fisher scale. Um, so my thought was I laughed a lot at stupid humor. This is a stupid humor sort of movie. Um, this is an, you know, we got to keep in mind it's a happy, uh, happy Madison uh, filmmaking. So all the Adam Sandler movies, this falls into his realm. Uh, I just thought that I enjoyed this as a, you know, it was 830 at night. Mikhail and I threw it on as like a kind of, Let's laugh a little bit. Let's enjoy a night. We didn't take anything seriously. We knew exactly what we were getting into. I'm prefacing this because I know what Ross is coming with. Um, and <laughs> and I just felt that it was okay for what it was. It had its one-liners. The only reason this movie even made it was because of Nick Schwartzen and, oh boy, Ross, help me out here, or Mark. David um, Spade. 
Thank you. Oh, no, I, I, I actually no. Thank you. Yeah, not David Spade. I actually didn't think David Spade. You could have put any person in the main guy's lead. I thought she made the and I. Lauren I can't Lapkus. Remember. Lauren Lapkus. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I thought she just had and and don't get me wrong. I get it's the writers. It's not, but I think her as a personality, she can kind of really present this comedy a little bit funnier than it might always be taken by somebody else. Um, you got to see a new face in the um, Happy Madison production company that wasn't the same old, let's get Jennifer Anderson or Drew Barrymore, past girls that we've already worked with. Um, but, you know, I know there was a statement, Raw, I'll let you say it in a few minutes. I completely agreed with. Um, but to me, it was fun. It was funny. There was a lot of good humor that was stupid, but kind of okay. And I just felt you kind of could walk away going, that was an enjoyable, relaxing watch, but it, don't go in expecting anything higher than what I said. I, I took away – you could give this a 6 out of 10, but you could be a reserved 5 out of 10 on this. And that I thought – I like that's why I went 5.5. I would round to a 6. I thought it was funny. But anyways, Mark, um, I know you're the middleman, so I'm actually going to pass this to Rojas and then I let it kind of go thing. back out. Okay. All right, that's fair. Away. Look, Let me be the arbiter. I'm yeah. not going to be bullied into saying that I hated this movie uh, by anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get that right off the bat. No, I did not hate this movie. My pro- I, I just did not like this movie at all. I'll tell you guys right now. I gave this one three kernels out of ten on the Fisher scale. I thought it was very poor. Uh, I just did not like it. Look, I understand that movies have to have premise and you text the wrong person. But just the excuse of why it happened, I hate it. So – Look, I'll, I'll overlook that. Just the, the laughs that they were going for in this movie just felt so cheap and just like – like just so like this is a, a, this is funny. Laugh, laugh. Like, oh, she fell off a cliff and she's she's badly hurt. And it's like, man, I would have laughed at that if I was 14. But like I just didn't – I just didn't find it funny, me personally. I'm not – I didn't think of the people getting hit in the head or people falling as, as fun unless it's like completely out of left field. And this movie w- felt like it was waiting for a – fall off a cliff and it felt like it was waiting for a shark attack which uh oh we got we got a shark attack oh my god um yeah so and then they had the storyline set up with the ex-fiance that could have been really interesting and like maybe work towards getting back to her or something something they just completely ignore that storyline like it they try to work it in it just oh she gets hit in the few head a few times uh then him falling in love with missy that whole like last third of the movie was like so dull and boring like i was just i was very <laughs> bored by this movie Look, I, I wrote my review on Letterboxd. I didn't feel like it was a complete waste of my time. But I just did not find it funny. And the only good parts that I enjoyed that I, I laughed at a few times was Nick Swardson's character. Um, yeah, just I just did not find it funny, guys. And just Happy Madison movies on Netflix are just – they really are setting comedies back. They really are because they're, they're not that good. Mark, what do you, you think? Wait, before Mark goes, can I ask you one thing, Nick, about well, your clarification? It. First yeah. of all, did you say your score yet? Or no? Yeah, I did. I said, did. I said okay. three kernels out of ten. So, if you were listening. <laughs> so do you think that it was I went in with, I went with basement level expectations, by yeah. the way. Uh, do you think that your score or – all right, let me ask – let me phrase this again. Do you think the writing was okay? Or do you think like, no, 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 this was just like – Acting was poor. Uh, the comedy written was poor. Like I'm talking about – I'm not talking about like – yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that was one thing I was waiting for. Like, okay, fall down the hill. It wasn't hilarious. It was more like, 
okay, really? But then, like, yeah, I didn't like her. Think, I just, like, yes. do you think the one liners were good enough? Like, do you think that that kind of like, because that's where I was coming from? That I thought right. that those, so, yeah, right. no, I'm gonna cut in, yeah, okay, just give right. my thoughts. Matt, because Mark, I think that's a good okay. question that we all should, should speak on. Uh, okay, remember, listeners, Boyle is battling a concussion, he's gonna be all over the place. Stick let, with let us. him go, let him roll. <laughs> um. Uh, I I mentioned earlier I'm the arbiter for this uh, this wrong missy and I'm really surprised Rojas didn't drop in uh, the wrong missy more like the wrong movie joke so put Thank me in the dad counter right there dad joke bam nailed Damn. it um, this movie is bad and not good but there were good one liners it was funny um, some of the situations that they tried like the situational comedy that they attempted um, it was to me it was kind of cheap um, unoriginal and um, just didn't really stick the landing. Uh, the funniest character to me was um, he, he's listed in the cast as Rich. He was like the the coworker who yes. was a catchphrase. Yes, so he, he would just randomly say some dumb stuff. <laughs> yeah, Chris uh, Chris Widowski or something. He would just go like swing after anything dumb happened. Uh, those were like the chuckles I was getting. Nick Swartz's character was was decent too. Um, I gave this movie two out of five stars, um, and it didn't get the like box for me on Letterboxd. Um, What's that conversion? Four, four out of ten. It's going to be four yeah. out of ten. Yeah. Thank you. Um, wow, you dropped was, from our text. Yeah, I went from a two and a half down to a to a two star. Yeah. The more I think about it, there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of holes in the whole movie and I get it. Like it's a dumb movie. Oh, and uh, shout out Roman Reigns. So Roman Reigns was in it. So that, right. that gives it two stars for me. Yep. Yep. Uh, no Superman great. punch. I was uh, upset about that. <laughs> Could have used one. Uh, but yeah, um, the more I think about this movie, it's just, it's very dumb. Okay. <laughs> it's very, very dumb, but there were like some redeeming one liners and that's, that's all I'll say about that. I Fair. think Fair. if I could just chime in, go for that, it. Chime away. Chime away. <laughs> I think the I think the Boyle side of this podcast needs to rethink his thoughts on things, <laughs> in the sense of, you know, I feel like we talked about this at the beginning of 2020, 2019 era, like that that flip over the switch, right? In the sense of, we don't actually give many movies right down the middle, and I actually think. Nick, even back to, you know, I referenced one of our all-time favorites, Bad Samaritan. And, like, It's funny maybe, you say that, Will. I just went through all my three-star movies on Netflix, and I, and downgraded, I downgraded some of Thank them you. to fives out of tens because I'm, like, I, I basically, with the deciding being, like, nah, I don't think fondly of this three out of yeah. five. Totally. Go and I think, it, yeah. exactly. No, exactly. And I, need, I, think, I need more I don't know about Mark, but I look at my bar graph on Letterboxd, and I'm just disgusted by it. I'm, like, look at you. Look how many yeah. things, look how many things are on the side of uh, over the two right and a half. Side, the good stuff. Yeah. Instead I, of like realizing like why was Bad Samaritan a th- like what I don't know maybe let's say we gave it a two or a three like no that should be a zero <laughs> like that shouldn't even be on the score like I think like I almost need to go back in my diary take some mental quarantine time during a hot summer day outside and re rank see a medical professional um (laughs) get some like three or four multiple help you know go into a dark room after this i'm looking i'm looking at my percentages right now for my bar graph and i only have three percent of my rated movies with five stars so i'm proud of that yeah i'm at i'm at five it's it's not about that though it's the middle game 
the as middle you know, yet. Mark, so, as I learned today in my terrible game of golf I did on the par <laughs> three, dude, let me tell you, it's just like you could soar on the big games, but when you get to the middle <laughs> game, that's where it counts. And I feel like I need to reevaluate Ross a lot of the movies we've already reviewed and Mark included. Like, And this, I guess, is more of a turning point for me. <laughs> Because I know how different our uh, the how different our realm of grade for this was, I guess it depends on the movie in the moment. I went into this. I've seen a lot of these other Happy Madison productions that he did. The one with Chris Rock and the marriage on, and yeah. he did the murder mystery with Jennifer Aniston. There have been Jennifer so many Aniston. guys like bad, bad ones that I almost felt like this pushed it so far up. And That's then you look back to it. However, however, Mr. Deeds, um, uh, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. There are some so many good classics back in the day that like you can't even put this near this. So the fact that I gave this a six, maybe I need to reevaluate things because truthfully, was this funny and enjoyable? Yes. Was this everlasting? No. And I've always said from the start, because, Ross, you're actually the one who told me in the long run this in the first place. When we first started this, maybe two episodes in, I need to really look back at, like, okay, instead, do you need to look at that ever that everlasting score is a huge game changer. I really think it is. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, you guys thought 10 minutes was going to be too long to talk about the wrong Missy. We were wrong uh, about that. So. <laughs> Uh, so let's move on I to another. Passionate. I'm sorry. I know. Let's move on to another Netflix movie that just came out. Another Netflix comedy. Um, this was supposed to be released in theaters, um, starring Issa Rae and Kumal Nanjiani, who is uh, clearly in Marvel shape while filming this movie uh, in New Orleans. He's yoked up. It. it uh, takes... I'm going to let the listeners know now. I did not watch this movie. That is. Don't plan that on. is fine. We don't plan on discussing this one long because it's again, it's these comedies, man. Uh, the Lovebirds. Came out this year. It's uh, about a couple who, uh, you know, they kind of fell in love four years ago. And then here it is four years later. It's like uh, just the classic relationship bickering. Um, and they plan on breaking up. But they're going to this party. One last party to kind of just, you know, kind of like just get it over and done with. And they plan on breaking up and everything. But guess what? One crazy night happens. And a lot of things happen. <laughs> So uh, it all takes place in New Orleans, which is pretty classic, um, classic city for this. I'll start it off with the Lovebirds, Kumail. I gave this one a a very soft, slippery, floppy six out of ten. Just very loosey goose six out of ten. Like oh, pillow soft six out of ten. Look, it's funny. This movie has its you know what together. It kind of has a certain vantage point. It's definitely a vehicle for. Issa Rae and Kumail Nanjiani to make observational comedy about things that definitely like could have been in any movie. So yeah, uh, but I kind of like that this is one of those movies that takes place all in one night. You have some good um, tension built up through the movie, like oh my god, get out of here! Oh, go here! What's this mystery? It look, it doesn't doesn't build up to anything special. I'm not gonna tell people, hey, rush out and go see this. It's a good movie. It's good. My thought is now we know why. This movie got sent to by purchased by Netflix and was up for sale by Netflix because this movie is not a movie that I think would have done well in theaters compared to The Big Sick. It is a it's it's I I never saw Stuber, but when you see Kumail, you're like, am I gonna get a Stuber or am I gonna get a Big Sick? You're getting more of a Stuber here. Look, Netflix, you can do a lot worse on Netflix. I'll tell you that. See the last ten minutes of our podcast for that discussion. Uh, but uh, 
yeah, Lovebirds, I, I liked it. It's a cute date night movie. It's You don't have to think too hard. Uh, that's all I have to say about it. Six out of ten. Boyle, what did you think about it? What did you mix think about it? I was right in the same realm as you, bud. Six out of ten. Basically, for me, <clears throat> I don't know. You actually just hit every nail on the head that I actually really wanted to say. Um, perfect like, little date night sort of movie. Um, nothing to take too seriously and just an enjoyable ride. I thought, I will say, I thought, like, it, it is your classic, like, romantic comedy, but some of the some of the stuff was too pushed, I felt, a little bit. Like, yeah. like all right, it, it was, like, I guess, classic Camille, like, comedy. Yeah. And then her comedy, too. She's in a couple other things I've seen before because Michaela watches her show it's on, HBO. on HBO. Yep. Yes. And... I just felt like I was watching two characters I've seen before in a movie that they don't work well together, That's, but I yeah. still enjoyed it. Yep. I guess, like, right? I, I, yeah. It was because you like them like, as uh, yes. actors. You like them as who they are as 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 actors, and you're just like, okay, like I'm I'm here for it and I'm enjoying it. Um, but I just, again, I gave it a six out of ten because I thought it was really enjoyable. I had a fun time watching it. It just wasn't anything. I feel like I was being over generous with the six out of ten. As Mark would say, that was a as hard as you could go six because it should have been a very soft five. Like, <laughs> oh, you mean a, a very you soft six because it should have been a it's hard. It's the five. other way. No, 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 like no. It no. be a soft six and a hard five. So if it's like a solid five, there's no way getting off of that five. But yep. if it's a soft six, it like barely made it to that six level. Yes, and, and to I that point, that point it's wrong. like because we saw it at home. I think now it deserves a five because I would just mess that yeah, all I know. up. <laughs> if we had seen it in theaters, I wonder if I would have been feeling the same way about it. I would have been. That's talking... what I meant. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So my only concern is exactly what you just said. I thought when I was watching it, like, does this deserve to be in the movie theater? Because I really didn't enjoy it. Like, if I saw that in the movie theater, I enjoyed yesterday, but I didn't. I did not think I would have enjoyed that in the movie theater. If that makes sense. Okay. No, it does. Well, yeah. yeah. So we both give it like not really like generous sixes out of tens, but six out of tens nonetheless. So again, it's on Netflix. You could check it out tomorrow. You can check it out right now as soon as you listen to this. So uh, that's that's what we're kind of going for with this podcast, stuff that's easy to watch. Mark, you're going to lead us on this next segment here. Enemy of the I am State, so excited. 1998 <laughs> movie uh, directed by our pal Tony Scott. Um, who directed Unstoppable, which you could hear us talk about on episode 119. So, Mark, what did you think about this 22-year-old movie? I love this movie. I love this movie. Um, Will Smith is one of my favorite actors, so when I found out what this movie, um, the movie's like plot was, I was very excited, and I was kind of surprised that I just hadn't seen it before. This, this would be something that's right up my alley. So it's, this is a high-octane thriller. It's fast-moving. There's a lot going on. It starts out strong. Um, and then the action really doesn't stop. And then for anyone interested in like government conspiracy theories sort of deals, this is reflected, uh, like directly related to the Patriot Act and freedom of information, all that good stuff. And it kind of like just taps into the technology they can use when they need to get their man. And uh, Will Smith ends up, you know, being the enemy of the state. Movie title, but yeah, and it's uh, to me, I was like, it's just it was paced extremely fast. The, they they were really good at establishing uh, what each character's role was in an effective manner without taking too much time to do it. But 
really, you know, laying the groundwork for how they were going to be important for the story. Uh, Will Smith and Gene Hackman work really well together with this. Um, and then you see a couple of uh, cameos that you wouldn't expect. A couple comedy guys uh, that Jack are in, Black. in pretty – Yeah, Seth Jason, Green. Jason Lee, Seth Green. I'm only 25 minutes in and I've seen some of those guys. Right. I wanted to make sure that I didn't give any spoilers because I know you're you're only 25 minutes in. I appreciate it. But there are there are really good twists, like stuff you don't really see happening. Um, yeah, I thought Will Smith did a really good job. I think looking back on some of the previous reviews, they were saying um, that this was him like going for Oscar bait, trying to get like uh, um, an Oscar at like some sort of awards out of this role. Um, I can see why some people would say that. It's not exactly in a, an Academy Award movie, though. But he did do a really good job in a serious role. And since it's 1998, I'm not sure if he did any serious roles before this. So maybe they're saying like this is this was his shift. Yeah, se- Seven Pounds is the only one that comes to. Uh... Oh, sorry. But not... I think Seven Pounds not... came out way after. Yeah, that, wait, though, no, right? no, no, it's another one. Six Degrees of Separation. Sorry. Yep. Okay, I haven't seen that one. Wait, what about Pursuit of list. Happiness? Uh, Pursuit of Happiness came like out way after. We're, we're talking about yeah. before Enemy of the State. 1998. You... Enemy of the State is like his first like serious role. Yeah. Okay. Like, it, it, it really depends on like how yeah, people really thought. He was in Six Degrees of Separation. I think it was like briefly. I haven't ever really seen that movie. That's a good point, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, so I again, I'd, I'd highly recommend this to, to anyone who enjoys a good action thriller, especially one involved with government conspiracies. Who doesn't love that? <laughs> right. Well, what do you think about? I mean, it? yeah, I'm I'm right there. Uh, I thought this was a good six point five out of ten. Um, what? Will Smith is one of my favorite actors as well. Um, but I was there for the ride. I I thoroughly enjoy this. Gotcha. And uh, I, Mark, I thought you actually did a really good job of talking about all of it. So I don't have much more to say. Yeah, it was all fun I have in the to mo- say is I've got qualms with you, Boyle. Six point five. This is an aggressive eight on my scale. I gave I, it four stars out of five. Four, it was. I say. You know what? I, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was six, what I was. Six and a half. Gee, it was what happens I, in it. I know, but it was good, but like it wasn't everlasting. Like I was like, you know what it is? I feel like I've been spoiled. <laughs> I've boil, seen boil. great, like I've seen really good movies, and so when you think about Mission Impossible, I'm like, okay, that to me, some of those are like around eights or nines. This was like that, but it wasn't even to that extent. A lot of the time, it was like Will Smith like running around, like, what do you mean? What's happening? Like, and I was like, I get it. Let's go. Let's do it. So did I love it and enjoy it in the moment? 100%. But I just couldn't get more of it. No, 6.5. I'm sticking with it. Take you down, Mark. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm, I'm excited. I'll have to watch this uh, between now and the next podcast and report back to you guys in the text. Uh, yeah. Well, Roa, so 25 minutes in, stuff has, stuff has happened. The, the, oh. Like the, yeah. the plot is laid out. Yes. We, we know who Will Smith is. Um, we've met him. We have not met Gene Hackman yet. Someone dies. Someone's found dead. That same person. It's the same person. Uh, someone has evidence of the murder, and there you go. That's all. Like, yep. Mark. And it, it only gets crazier. And that movie is available on uh, Cinemax Go, or you can rent it through Amazon or direct. I actually own the DVD. I have it. You know what's wild <laughs> is, guys, it's one of those things where you just work in an office and you just collect a bunch of crap over the years. I've had yes. Enemy of the State in my desk drawer. I'm not even kidding. Five, five years? 
What? Four, four years. Yeah. Now, that's more that's insulting funny. than what I just said, because I was saying the movie was good, but you're saying you had a pile of crap in your desk, including Enemy of the State. <laughs> I, so look, I think I'm a little bit better than you right now. Guys, I, and, you know, maybe some of our listeners don't know this. I work in an athletic department. It has nothing yeah. to do with sports. I don't that know why that DB no came into my possession. <laughs> I don't so it's rem- worse that you called it a piece of crap. No, 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 no. I, I have a bunch of, like, crap in my desk drawer. Uh, and it included. Was in, yeah, it was in amongst the crap. Yeah, it's it like a bunch of wires, of b- burned DVDs that are not labeled. All right, all right. So, yeah, I got to get back to you. I like Tony Scott movies because uh, I watched one of them, and uh, that might be coming up later. So It was really good. You should get on that, truthfully. Yeah, I will. I will. So, Mark, since we wa- we talked about a movie um, that you hadn't seen, I'm going to switch it up right now and go to your segment. Uh, I put it in as a movie, but I also said whichever movie you want to talk about. So what movie do you want to talk about for the next five minutes? Yeah, I think uh, your choice to have me speak about Lost in Translation was good, but I think I'm going to pivot. Okay. And I'm going to talk about The Prestige. Jeremy Piven. Yes, thank you. Please go. Because because the prestige is awesome, and it was one of those movies that, on its face, I thought was going to be dumb, and then I saw all the reviews and you know how wildly well received it was, and boy, is this up my alley. But what really put me over the edge was um, they made a joke about the prestige in Rick and Morty like two weeks ago. And I was like, uh, I was in order for me to understand the joke, I have to watch the movie. So I looked it up. You can watch the prestige on Cinemax Go, and I went right for it. Um, it was uh, Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale are just absolutely phenomenal. Like phenomenal throughout, right? Yeah, they were they were so good throughout yep. the entire movie, start to finish. Um. It was, they like had me locked in and glued. I was paying attention to everything they said because, um, as most people will know, if you haven't seen it, this movie is about two competing magicians, and it gets like ridiculously intense, like way more intense than you'd ever think. Uh, Magicians—they were like old school rivals. It's like Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady on the football field. There's respect, but they wanted to kill each other. What year does this take place again? I, I can't really remember. Or what years? The, I should say. It's it's like old timey London. Okay, it's like I'm the 1800s, sure right? Ever... Is it that far back? No, it it's like whenever because um because electricity was involved. Okay, right. Remember, um, it was David Bowie plays R.I.P. But David Bowie plays um, End of Nikola the 90... Tesla. Yeah. Oh. London in the 1800s, late 1800s. So like, be, yeah. the, it said the late 18th century or 19th century, so it would have been late 1800s. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. so it's going. It's around the time when they're first developing electricity because they they made a point saying, like Hugh Jackman made a point of saying the whole city has electricity. They go, oh, yeah, that's Nikola Tesla's doing, <laughs> or whatever. So yeah, I I thought it was so interesting, and it's one of those movies where. It's really easy to dial in. Like you, you should be dialed in to, and then you'll like the movie better. But they make it like easy. It's very interesting. The characters are so good. The writing is so good that you want to, you want in. I wanted more. I was like, I want to figure out everything. And one of the jokes that, uh, not jokes, one of the lines that they had come up a lot was, "Are you looking closely?" And it was just like, "What did I miss? Like I must have missed something. Sleight of hand, misdirection." Uh, yeah, the, but the, I gotta say, the the story and the writing were good. 
but the cinematography, like Christopher Nolan, it's a Christopher Nolan movie. It's it's you know what you're gonna get. It's big. It's epic. It was awesome. Um, but I really just I really like Scarlett Johansson in there too. She's one of my favorite actresses. <laughs> we all know that. So knowing that she was gonna be in it, and I thought that her role, while secondary, her like her stance within the plot was extremely important to the movie. <laughs> so even but so even the the supporting characters had such you know um, such an influence on on a great movie and Michael Caine too Michael Caine one of the best supporting actors um, that I can remember and in his performance in this was just fantastic I mean Abracadabra I gave it four and a half stars <laughs> I'd watch it again Abracadabra just, just I love it dude yeah. wow yeah yeah magicians I, let's do this you know what's frustrating about that movie Mark is I don't really remember it being promoted at the time. You don't. I see. I remember. Uh, I remember seeing commercials and stuff for yeah. it. And I was like, "This just looks dumb." I was like, "What they do magic?" I was like, "Who cares about this?" But that's like, what was it, two thousand six? Yeah, oh six. Where did I? Yeah, work? so it's two thousand six. So I was what, like fourteen? Yeah, we're eighth, probably, we might have been in eighth yeah. or going into freshman year of uh, high school, depending on when this came out. Yeah, it's it's highly rated. I, I think a lot of people really like it. It's got a four point so, one uh, on uh, Letterboxd. That's not easy to do. No, not easy That's to break. Not the easy to, to do. get those yeah, that so, group of people to like a movie. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say it was it was great. I did not see the end twist coming. Uh, they do. They keep you guessing, like a good magician should. And I think it's definitely in rewatch territory, uh, just to see like what details you may have missed. There we go, Boyle. I know you wanted to say something briefly about uh, Prestige. Yeah. So I've actually seen the Prestige uh, four times. <laughs> oh. Um, Prestige is actually one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, oh. I, that comes in for me at a nine point. If I was going by the swole factor, the nine point yes. two on the swole factor. Um, this movie is one of my all-time favorites. I actually had seen it two times within the first maybe two or three years it came out from when it first came out until a couple years later. It was one of those me and my dad movie things, <clears throat> and then. When Mikhail and I started dating, I was like, oh, my God, you have to see this movie. Like, it's so good. So I showed her it again. So that that was the other time. Um, and then I feel like I've just recently seen it again. So I don't know if this is the fourth or the fifth time I've seen it, whatever. But I love it. This movie is fantastic. It's like sucks you – like you said, sucks you right in. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just super – like I've always loved Harry Potter. I love the magician stuff. <laughs> like I love all that stuff. So I'm just like, ooh. But like – the Even with the, the magician stuff, like they, it was yes. grounded in reality. They're like, how exactly. are they doing this trick? Yes, awesome. that's my point. And like, I just thought it gripped you so much and a dark movie nonetheless. Like, this is a good nighttime movie flick. But um, yeah, no, it was great. So I'm glad Boyle, uh, noted prestige expert, um, could chime in. <laughs> chime in. <laughs> Four times. No, no, that's no, that's good. I, I like that movie. Specifically, was like Ross giving time to speak about this. I, I, this. I watched it because my sister and I, uh, two summers ago or three summers ago, were on a let's watch every Christopher Nolan movie kick. So uh, that was that was part of it. Um, so yeah. So Boyle and I are going to quickly uh, discuss Looper. Mark, did you see it? I've seen Looper. You have seen it, so you can join uh, in on this. Um, I, I won't have much to say. I'll let you guys take the lead. All right, because I guess we've seen it the most recent. Uh, Looper, 2012 movie, science fiction film starring uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, Bruce Willis. Takes place in the uh, eh, 
somewhat not too distant future, in a world in which uh, time travel exists, and the mob uh, people know time travel exists. It's illegal, so the mafia uses it. They send people who they want, uh, let's say, to be uh, disposed of into the past where they have people, loopers, assassins, designed to just kill those people and get rid of them because in that, in the past, they don't exist. So that's where the bodies go because in the future, uh, bodies are easily traceable. So that's why this time travel thing exists. Well, what happens one day when one of the loopers, his future self gets passed and he doesn't kill him? What happens? Boom. That's the movie. I gave this one four stars out of ten. I've been looking forward to this movie for eight years and it let me down. So, so much. Uh, it could have been interesting. It could have done certain things. I don't know if it was for budgetary reasons. I don't know if it was the script. I don't know if it was because uh, actors weren't available for certain things. This movie just did not do it for me. It was just kind of like too self-serious and just it, – it just didn't go in directions that I thought were really interesting at all. And, and it had just too much going on. It was trying to say too, too much. And it could have been really cool if it focused on a certain aspect of things, if it went for more of the tech noir route instead of kind of – I don't know. It kind of like uh, loosely touches on that. I don't know. Not really. And uh, yeah, I gave it four kernels out of ten. Um, yeah, I watched it on YouTube TV, so uh, it was on Sci-Fi. That's how I watched it. Boy, what did you think about Looper? Um, so I watched it on Sci-Fi as well, recorded, which I Same. don't get me wrong. Please tell me you like laughed when they dumped over when they dubbed over stuff. Some of the swears <laughs> like "frick you," and it would be like you you literally read it. And you could hear it the right way, but then you were oh, like, yeah. is that really the way they dubbed that? That was silly. They're but anyways, like, yeah, I actually gave this a 5.5 out of 10. Um, I know this might be bonkers, but no, my thing is I was in it just for, okay, it is what it is. I like Bruce Willis. And I actually really enjoyed Joseph Gordon Lovett. And I thought that he did a great job uh, trying to even like really mimic the way that Bruce Willis presents himself. Like I thought like I know they use CGI, but I just thought like he was really performing as Bruce Willis. And he always puts himself 100 percent into acting uh, if you ever watch stuff about him. And I have before and I just I thought he did a wonderful job. The movie, I didn't think, took itself too seriously. I know you mentioned that. Um, I guess I was just more in it for the ride. And I wasn't expecting anything great. And I watched this as an afternoon flick. And um, I just, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I just thought it was stupid. Yes, it did take a little bit to get into the main premise. And I guess I was like, okay, when's he coming? When's this happening? Um, But I just... I, I still enjoyed it for what it was, 5.5 out of 10. I don't got much more to say. No, that's fair. I've, I've seen 11 of uh, a, a possible 69 Joseph Gordon-Levitt movies. So I, I like wow. him too. I like him. Ryan Johnson. Sometimes he does it for me. Sometimes he does it. Mark, do you have any memories of this movie? Yes. Um, I, I think this movie is, is a victim of technology where they said we've got facial like – digital like reforming so we can do something and someone's like all right uh we'll we'll do like a time thing with with bruce willis so i think they had the technology b- before they had a good movie and they kind of just threw it together that's what i think happened because the movie it's let's be honest it's like it could have done a better job like if it took more of the terminator route like you said like the tech noir sort of um, theme to it but the movie the acting's not that great like um, kind of the build up to it it's, it's pretty I thought it was pretty predictable 
like what what was going to end up happening. Um, so I don't know. I I thought the the premise was there, yeah, great but uh, the execution was not. Great trailer. I've watched trailers so many times. I'm like, whoa, it's going to be sick, and it's just yeah. That's that's wait. Where we go. You watching trailers? No way. Yeah, no, this is years ago. This I can't believe this. Why do you think I retired from him? I've watched this trailer Mark, for eight years. Call the call the buffoonery. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> call him. Yeah, yeah. This is. I mean, I'm so, I don't watch trailers anymore. I'm sick of it. I watch every single trailer. Do you, you, don't you want information going in? The less uh, I know, the better. Actually, if I could get like kidnapped and thrown into a burlesque sap, sack and then thrown <laughs> into like the theater. Sack over here. Yeah, and I just don't know anything about the movie. That would be great. If so, you were to put me in a cryogenic chamber and froze me for 15 years and then just threw me in a theater and I know I don't even know anything. Like, What am I about to watch? That, the ideal scenario. Yeah. Ideal. He's, he's frozen. We we wake him up. He just goes he opens it. He goes, are trailers dead yet? Go, <laughs> Have they no. killed him? He says, put me back in. <laughs> Turn the machine a back compl- on. <laughs> Nick, don't you want to say out to your family? No. They'll understand. Yeah. We Dude, miss you. Oh, yeah. The trailers are dead. Oh, I, like, I said this before, Mark. Like, My guilty pleasure was I used to watch every trailer. Like, I watched every single one. <laughs> every teaser, every full trailer, all of them. And then this past year for 2020 when we did our resolutions and stuff, and I was like, you know what? For one year – I'm not going to watch any trailers and I'm going to be that guy. And I got that, no offense, but like I got that from you, Rojas, because like you were known for that. And I was like, I'll respect that. I'll try it for a year, see what happens. So, but I miss it so much. I used to <laughs> I love watching it. every trailer and knowing everything about a movie to before I went into it. Oh. Like, ah. Let it, let it set you free, Boyle. I haven't seen a single tenant trailer <laughs> other than the five minute thing that we saw. I'm <laughs> I haven't seen anything of Tenet. Oh. The trailer's going viral. Same. I haven't watched it. Same, though. I, I have it. done the same thing, and I think I'm I've, happy I've, I've done I've watched that. everything possible. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen trailers. Yeah, you think I'm going to go into that. a theater unprepared? <laughs> Guess again. I love, I got I the love binder. a Mark moment in the movie when he grabs you by the shoulder, and he's like... What? His like faces. I'm like, dude, I'm just as excited, but you're showing it way better than me. Yeah, oh <laughs> we're just like God. shaking everyone. I'm like, yes, thing. yes, thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is. Uh, oh, I miss that. I well, live for that. I can't wait for the next moment. I get that. I'm very sad. Uh, well, also, like, the last one I remember from that in theaters was uh, definitely when they hit the original score to Godzilla when he's about to fight. <laughs> King Ghidorah, and I was like, oh. Renee was like, why do you care? You don't understand. <laughs> You're like, you don't get it. You don't know. Um, I will have to pull up. Uh, someone did like my review the other day, and their four favorite movies. I was like, I gotta, I gotta tell, I gotta tell Mark about this person. Um, oh my god. <laughs> Their top favorite. Actually, you know what? I took a screenshot of it. We're doing this live. I, I got to tell you guys. I, I, <laughs> I screenshot it. Yeah, we're doing this live to reveal to Mark. This person's four <laughs> favorite movies of all time were uh, – if I tell you what their second favorite movie is, it gives away the joke. So I'm going to skip over it. But the number one favorite movie of all time is It, the first one. Third one is Parasite. Fourth one is Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Their second favorite movie of all time is Godzilla, King of Monsters. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, oh my god! I was like, this 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 person and Mark just need to message each other. Like, Dude, uh, like this sick, person right? gets it. Look, they they hit all the bases. They've got art on there because they've got Portrait of Lady on Fire. They've got it, so they're hitting their bases with horror. 
Yeah. They've what, got Parasite, which is just a well-rounded movie, and then Godzilla, King of the Monsters. What the greatest film in the modern era. Well, you know what we do need more of, guys? Comedies, because we've been talking all this week how comedies Segway. Are, Segway just, points. <laughs> are just going by the wayside, it, fe- it feels like, in our sense. And we, we got to talk to people and maybe do our own research just talking to people. But, uh, guys, let's have a discussion. I think this is going to be the crux of this episode. Our, our true comedies, you know, the ones that we grew up with and the ones our parents grew up with, are they dying and, and transitioning into it's a comedy but it's a movie about – uh, the financial collapse of the housing crisis of the late 2000s. It's a comedy, but it's really a detective uh, movie. It's a comedy, but uh, you know what I mean? There's yes. a lot of movies that are slash comedies, but not true comedies. And the ones that are true comedies, and this will like, be the last thing I say, get dumped onto streaming services and are just not funny to me. They feel haphazardly thrown together. And lazy, and this is just something that I feel like has been going on for more than just the last two years. I feel like this has been going on for three, four years. Uh, guys, where, where where are we at with comedies? What are we thinking? Boyle, do you want to start? Um, I think yes, only because Mark. I feel like I know you have research behind this, so I'm really that's right, Boyle. No trailer went unwatched. No <laughs> teaser went unteased. I read everything, every review. I'm looking at all of the research. <laughs> The so, state of comedy is very serious to me. <laughs> amazing. And I'm so – that like warms my heart that you've done this because uh, the only thing I want to say is from what we've talked about outside the group is basically I think you're right. I think a lot of these comedies nowadays aren't really that funny. You're finding comedy in other areas. So you're finding comedy in Marvel movies. You're finding comedy in – um, like, I don't know, some like Fast and Furious movie or some other action, hilarious, stupid little thing put together. Like, you're not finding comedies the way like the other guys and some of the other powerhouses over the, you know, over the 2000s, basically, um, that just swept you off your feet and just were like, oh my gosh, this reign of film was so funny. These people were coming out with constant one-liners that were funny. I mean, you watch a movie, you get one, maybe two one-liners that you laugh from and that you can – if that, if that, like that you could reference with friends. So, Mark, I want you to take this away, but that's just – those were the only little points I wanted to point out. Um, I think – well, I'll be – the only thing I, – I want to be hopeful that it's not dead Rojas, only in the sense that – with um, everything in quarantine, everything being shut down, maybe more creative minds have come to light that we can't see until things let up. But Mark, take it away. Um, I haven't watched that many comedy movies recently, so I thought it was a pretty good uh, topic to bring up. But I did watch um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That came out in 1988. I watched um, Blazing Saddles. That came out in 1974. Right now, Blazing Saddles is um, one of the classics. A lot of our parents will say that's one of the funniest movies of all time, right? Now, the the clear difference in, in movies like from the past that we've considered like classics, um, they're not afraid to be uh, like offensive. It's it's they make fun of such a, a wide range of, of groups and things where I feel like. Um, with comedy that they're kind of getting away from that. They don't want to upset anyone. And by trying to, uh, to produce, you know, humor, um, while walking on eggshells has, uh, has really affected the movie industry. Now, when we look 
in like the past 10 years. Like I'm looking up, um, I just did a, a simple like search of like the top like comedy movies, uh, like 2019, um, Parasite, The Gentleman, Knives Out, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Those are the movies that come up. As Rojas said, like none of those are pure comedy movies. Like none of those are dumb and dumber. None of those are stepbrothers, right? These are like Knives Out is a murder mystery movie that just happens to have good jokes. Yeah, basically. Right? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is like a, a really good like drama, but it has some pretty good jokes in it, right? The Gentleman is like a, a gangster like dramedy. Yep. And yeah. It's got really good jokes, but I didn't think of The Gentleman as a comedy at all. Right, so, exactly. So it's odd that they would do that. And then like, and those are the top movies, right? And then we go to 2018. The movie Tag comes up. That movie is not a top movie. No. It was good. But it was yeah. a comedy. It was. Yeah. I would Saturday say that out movie. of all the ones you've said so far was more of a comedy, though. Which yes, is super definitely. sad. And I kind of wanted to talk I know. about it. It's like that, that was maybe our best true comedy that came out to theaters that year. And it was like. It, that it, year since then? Like, so, you know what I mean? Tag, like, that's if what, Tag came out in like 2011 or 2009, we would have been like, ah, oh, that movie kind of stunk. Now it's like, oh. A movie that was trying to make us laugh and only laugh. Right. Awesome. And then 2018, not bad. So it's like Tag, um, Game Night, which I enjoyed. Game Night was Game great. Night Game was Night was great. Game Night yeah, was great. A simple Favor, which I just watched on, on Hulu. That's that not a comedy. comedy. Yeah. Um, Instant Families on here, which Ro, uh, Roja says is just propaganda. That was yeah. Yeah. Adoption propaganda. Yeah, and then uh, big, big and then dead, yeah, Deadpool two, which is like, yeah, okay. of course, yeah. I mean, if that one again, that one's not a true comedy, it's action, a superhero movie, action comedy. That's a Marvel comedy. Like every Marvel movie's funny, yeah. and there's not one serious Marvel movie that isn't funny in some sense because that's not the point of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, that's not even fair to include uh, those. Thor two, <laughs> Thor two. Yeah, I was gonna oh. that was the first Corona. Yeah. What was 2017, Mark? 2017, uh, Jumanji with The Rock. Uh, The Hitman's Bodyguard, which is like, that's not a comedy. Lady Bird, which wasn't funny. Like, that's that's not a comedy to me. That's like a a very dry comedy. Yeah, The Death of Stalin, which was very highly reviewed. I liked. But um, it kind of missed the mark for me. Maybe I have to rewatch that. More than you guys, yeah. And Baywatch was on here. Baywatch is a terrible movie. I want. I was in the a theater by I myself, like and I, I passed out. I was like, I can't. <laughs> I laughed and, at Baywatch. Then they have Spider Man Homecoming on here. That's not a comedy. Not a comedy. Because but it is. Funny. Well, that by it's the new just, definition, it is. But we're we're saying it's not. Totally agree. Totally. Should be spending a hundred or two hundred million dollars on a comedy. Spend fifteen yeah. million dollars. Everyone knows that. Yeah. <laughs> we lost we lost mark uh he he will be coming back he will return uh <laughs> yes i don't know what happened but <laughs> he's back yeah i, I got thrown off <laughs> got thrown all right the and then 2000 2017 um i'll say this is like the last like real comedy movies to me that i wanted to see in like theaters because we've got sausage party yep we've got sing we've got the nice guys which was great yep and Moana and Deadpool. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. So imagine someone laughing. Oh, Zootopia. They're considering Zootopia. Comedy. I laughed, but I mean, not really the comedy like I'm thinking of. Right. Like, and could you imagine Caesar? 
dry dry comedy Coen Brothers comedy Dave get wedding dates Ugh. Uh, yeah that's a I think book dip. smarts like one of the only other ones that I can yeah, think of that was year. like probably yeah that was the most funny thing and I don't know if that was just us laughing so much to compensate for the fact that we hadn't been able to laugh through a movie in like years right. true I, I don't know because go... I'm going back to watch it yeah. yeah, you go to 2015, and like this is just an abysmal year for comedy. Um, it's the Vacation Reboot, which I saw in theaters. It wasn't yep. that terrible, but oh, for it to agreed. be a top comedy is bad. Yeah. The Intern with... Um, is that De Niro? Yeah, De Niro. I couldn't even say his name just because I hated that movie. Um, <laughs> the Duff, which I'm sure stands for a designated ugly fat friend. Yeah. You just can't... You shouldn't make... Movies off of dumb slang. You just really shouldn't. That's always a bad Spy. idea. Yeah, it's just terrible. Spy, Get Hard, Minions movie. Inside Out is not a comedy movie. <laughs> Could you imagine telling someone after they walked out of old school in 2003 in theaters laughing? Like my parents would be like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, yeah. my God. Comedies are great. Like, great. In 13 yeah. Inside years. Inside Out was basically telling kids it's okay that life sucks. sucks. That's going to be your comedy in 13 years. They go, what happened? Yeah, so – I'm like, oh my god! And then the ridiculous six that kind of rounds us out. Daddy's home. Like these, these movies are just not like top tier. Dude, no. you know what's an all-time classic is with 2013, Were the Millers. I loved Were the Millers. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Like, yeah, Were the Millers is a good. But that's like think about how like few of those there are. I think comedy movies. There's enough of me listing off. I think we get the right. point. Um. But I'm thinking – I'm worried that it's going to start – You know, um, we're going to get into horror movie territory where horror movies are either really, really, really good or just absolute trash. Abysmal. And comedy fans will seek them out because they're just desperate to get some escapism and laugh. Yeah, right. it's true. It could be like us trying to find a, a quality horror movie. Like we went to see La Llorona and we're just like, what What the hell happened <laughs> yeah. to me? Like why, are we, why would we La do this? They just, they just slapped Conjuring Universe on it and they're like, we're in. And it's like, gotcha. It's like, no, we took our money because we thought we were going to get some conjuring stuff. <laughs> Guys, uh, yeah, no, I look, I think of, like, let's think of some good movies from this past decade that we really liked. Like, this is the end. That's what we talk about a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was 2013, 2000, I believe. Yeah, 2013. When, when are we getting another one of that ilk? Remember now, the Seth Rogen movie that's going to be coming out, that's going to HBO Max, I think. That we talked about that on the podcast. Is that, yeah, is that another thing? I'm going to have to buy it, aren't I? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, HBO Max, no. which I think since we have HBO now as a family, we get HBO Max this week. Like, I, But I don't think they have the awesome new stuff yet. So, right. Uh, you know, uh, like I'm not getting the Snyder Cut of Justice League until next year. <laughs> it's like, Snyder Cut. It's like finding out something you didn't order on Amazon isn't going to come for another year. It's like, I, I mean, cool that you're giving it to me. I don't. I didn't ask for this. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I just have money so instead. When, They're like, no, you're getting another version of this movie. Like, right. dude, when when Disney Plus came out, they came out with like a list of things that comes in like the next like two years. And that's the same thing I thought of. Like, I mean, great. But like, I want that now. Like, why are you telling me that's coming in two years? Just don't even tell me. I don't want to know. Like, don't tell yeah. me. We, <laughs> Dude, Disney Plus, ever since Mandalorian has left, like, I've liked the Imagineering story. But like, has anything hit the app that you're like well gotta go on disney plus when i get home tonight well, i have not watched anything on disney plus since the Mandal- mandalorian mark 
Disney Plus has some underrated stuff on it, though. It does. Uh, I haven't really been watching it, but like Simpsons. I think the yeah, I love the Simpsons, so that's what I use it for primarily. Um, but what I want to do is get into like their Nat Geo section. Yeah, yeah, that's true too because they, they have some really good, got some good animal quality. stuff. Yeah. yeah, and you learn and stuff. I'm, yeah, and I've learned. Yeah, learning is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. tell the kids. Um, but ban plastic straws. Yeah. <laughs> Hope it works. Hope that sets back well, the clock. Yeah, I was just saying because on Netflix they they've got like a couple like solid specials, but like I've watched them all. Oh, so yeah. well it'd be good to like uh switch it up a bit. Well get I my mean, animal on. To to steer quickly back to the comedy thing just to kind of wrap it up. Uh so going forward, we're obviously gonna get a lot of direct to streaming comedies. Right. My hope is not high for them. Every time a new streaming comedy comes to Netflix or Prime, I'm not like, oh, get, this is going to be hilarious because this is going to be so funny that they didn't even need to show this in theaters because why bother? It's going to go right to right. streaming. It's oh, it's it just never it never hits. It just doesn't. I I don't know. I can't think of a Netflix original comedy movie that I legit was like that was hysterical, like gut busting comedy. I yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think the last like original gut busting comedy that I saw um, was This Is the End. I've seen that movie like ten times. It's hilarious. Yep, completely it's original. A, a, yeah, great concept, right? Um, and you can tell like even though they they did like an Adam Sandler, it's like filmed with all your friends, but it but it was it worked. It was a high quality, awesome movie. Yeah. And we just I can't really think of of something similar to that since. Nothing's really coming to mind. No, no, it's not because if, if not, it has to be like some kind of like superhero or high concept uh, something. Yeah, yeah, it's sad. Boyle, any any final thoughts on this? <laughs> nope, <laughs> nothing. Uh, well, we're gonna get into our quick picks uh, since we had that long segment. We're gonna have one minute each. We're gonna start with Boyle. What are your three quick picks of the week, Boyle, for streaming? So, uh, first one, Mark, you watched it last week, our last podcast, uh, Hancock. Uh, I thought this was surprisingly just as good as I remember it. Um, I actually didn't really remember the way the other half went and I just was surprisingly enjoyable and funny and witty. Will Smith. Great job. Awesome. Uh, six, six out of 10, uh, moving on to second film. I wanted to say, just checking it out. Wolf of wall street. Oh, baby. Uh, 30 seconds. <laughs> 9.5 out of 10. I loved that. Uh, just another fun, classic movie and then the last one was double feature back to the future two and three nine point uh ten out of ten for back to the future two nine point five out of ten for the back to the future three uh second one was just as good as the first i actually really enjoyed that one and the third one just uh wasn't there but it still was and they were all fun and hilarious and great and they're amazing done there we go oh thank you boy. seconds <laughs> it's like those uh I thought I had a minute for each, so I started panicking. <laughs> oh, no. We're, we're rolling. Um, oh, I thought I'd say quick pickles. Uh, it's just quick picks. Uh, Mark, what about you? Me? Yeah. All right, hold on. And clock. Uh, viewer submission. Um, the Way of the Gun. Our own Lucas Scrobish recommended this movie to me. You can see it on Amazon Prime. It's uh, it's like more modern. Uh, it's a, came out in 2000. Three and a half stars. It's uh, like a spaghetti noir. It's like Western, but like gangster. 
So, yeah, I recommend seeing that again, Amazon Prime. My movie not to see, don't see John Henry. It's on Netflix. John Henry, of course, is the story of a hammered man from down south. Uh, classic Disney story. The Disney movie is very good. The Netflix movie stinks out loud. It's got Terry Crews. Don't watch it. I'm so sorry. It, it was bad. It was bad and not good. And then Disney Plus, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I watched it. It's still good. Four yes. stars out of out of uh, five. It still holds up. Jessica Rabbit, you are my woman and time. Thank you. 56 seconds. Mark. Put it on the board. That's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, well, all right, guys, get ready to time me. My three movies, go. So I saw <laughs> two of my three picks I'm going to not recommend to you. So there you go. The first one uh, that I actually will recommend to you, it's called Big Night, 1996. This movie directed and written by the Tooch, Stanley Tucci and Tony Shalhoub. They're two immigrant brothers. It's on Amazon Prime. I give this one a very soft 8 out of 10. Very good, interesting, intimate look at two immigrants uh, trying to have one big night to uh, really continue the restaurant. A movie that I don't recommend seeing, but it could have been good in better hands. Dreamhouse 2011 movie. It's on Netflix. I gave it 5 out of 10. It could have been good. It really could have been good, but you predict it in the first five minutes, and it comes true, and you're like, oh, this isn't that good. It really gets not good. So bad movie. Bad. And then last pick, Public Enemies came out in 2009. Giant Depp. It's on Netflix. I gave it 4 out of 10. I did not like this movie. I get I get what the director was going for. He was trying to make something interesting that came out in the past, and it just wasn't good. Public Enemies, I don't care about any of the characters in the movie. Goodbye. I'm done. Wow. 58 seconds. <laughs> Woof. I'll, have a, I'll do a, a quick one, a little overtime, It's because it's a overtime. joke movie. and uh, But I finally bit the bullet and watched Tusk Yes. Um, since our last one. And that movie is absurd. It's like it, – it's funny for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> it's a disgusting movie, but it's on Netflix. And I guess they got the idea for it while filming or while recording Kevin Smith's podcast. Yeah, so I've heard. And yeah, and uh, there's a ringtone featured in like uh, in the entire movie, like throughout it. And I guess it was a fan made submission for one of like the the podcast guests. They do an impression of uh, <laughs> um, um, what's his name? Yeah, Kevin Smith. Yeah. Yeah, no, not Kevin. It's um, James Bond. No, Godfather. Uh, Marlon Brando. Uh, any Any given Sunday. Um, Al Pacino. I can't say his name. Al Pacino. Yeah, he does a Pacino impression, but it's like hilarious. And they made his, his impression into a, a ringtone, and it's gotten stuck in my head since I watched the movie. That's pretty funny. I but, like um, that. Yeah, it's it's a messed up, like really dark movie. But if you watch it all the way through the end, all the way through the post credits. They they play the clip of the podcast while the credits are still rolling of them talking about the movie and talking about how they would end it. And it's and they're like laughing their asses off and I was just dying. <laughs> like I was like this movie, I was like, if you're if you've got some time, definitely like if you're into that kind of stuff, if you're not too sensitive when it comes to uh, some like twisted sort of horror movies with dark humor attached to it, then I'd say do it. It's not rated highly, and that's for good reason. But yeah, yeah, I I've I've heard a lot of things about it, namely from my mom and dad too. They they twisted. Oh twisted. yeah, because they watched it. I think like I think I watched it like a day after they watched it. Right. Yeah. Because I think they put it on the the uh, episode uh, a few weeks ago. I can't keep track, guys. For if you've listened to all of our episodes, you'll that know. That was. 
I think it was two episodes ago. It could because, have been part one of one of yeah. our. I don't know. I can't remember. I can't oh, that's right. Oh, that's so it might right, have been yeah. technically three episodes ago. Regardless. Yeah. Well, Boyle and I have a movie, uh, and it's a surprise <laughs> for Mark. And that is Mark. You're going to find out right now that we are adding you to the podcast full time. We're changing the name of the podcast. No welcome, way. Mark. Congrats. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, welcome. It, it's it's like long long overdue. Uh, yeah. We, just have the infrastructure in place that we can actually consistently do a three man pod. Uh, yeah. So, Mark, welcome. Oh my God, you Congrats. Guys. Welcome, buddy. You, yes. You like me. Yes. <laughs> you know what's great, Mark, is Boyle and I, independently of each other, both had the idea in the same week. Uh, yeah. To, to really? talk to talk about it. Yeah. So we Facetimed two weeks ago, and we were like, "Listen, like, let's talk about this." Boyle's and like, I got I, something serious I want to talk to you about. Also. Yeah. <laughs> you and you were like, I like dude. I wanted to come to you, but I need to like come up with the structure for myself first and how I would present it to you. And I was like, dude, I can't believe this. Yeah, like, like yeah. we both have the same idea. Now the problem, yeah. the problem is Mark. So, uh, well, uh, yeah. What are my terms? How much am I getting paid? Yeah, exactly. It's more of a Sophia, <laughs> what are the Sophia Franklin. Do you have a suit lady? You're, yeah. Do you, have, do you have intellectual <laughs> property lady. of this podcast that you want to keep on to? Uh, yeah. So Mark, that's, uh, uh, not really a problem, but we are going to change the name of the podcast, but we need to think of a good name. Uh, We're gonna change the name of the pod. Yeah, oh we, yeah we can't, this, we can't this do is a thing, dude. This yeah. is exciting. Like, yes, yeah. it's we're 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 relaunching, revamping, whatever, whatever, what have oh, you. Moving on. I, <laughs> I have a yep. few names written down, and and wow. you know, for people listening at home, if you want to submit us uh, some as well, uh, my names that I just I will take to Twitter. I literally, these are just names that I'm just throwing out there. Ready? I got uh, Colonels. <laughs> there you go. That's that's a name. Uh, then you got. What's popping with Boyle, Rojas, and DeSisso? Uh, <laughs> then uh, extra butter. Uh, then well, another sorry, one. You must have been hungry when you thought of these I was. Things. I was on a popcorn kick because uh, I was like, oh, you rate things on the kernel scale. So uh, the next one, uh, you want butter with that? And question mark, exclamation mark. Uh, with, a lot of these we'll have uh, with Boyle, Rojas, and DeSisso at the end, so people yeah. know it's us. Um, then uh, my, my oh mom. Oh, my God. It could be NBD. No big deal. Oh, no big but deal. Like Nick, but like, oh no, yeah, Shit. Nick. Nick Boyle the system. No, it, wow. it worked better in my head to start. If yeah. I step out of the podcast, yeah. then yes, it worked. <laughs> uh, my parents, I told them, don't think of our names in the title, and then they submitted me titles with our names in it. But this is what they got: uh, <laughs> talking reels with uh, with Boyle Ross Sisto. Uh real talk. But R E E L. I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, like and then uh, the real, the real deal. <laughs> R E E L. <laughs> so a lot of uh, real related humor. So we uh, could do yeah. something uh, like on the along the lines of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right. Switch it up for us. Yes. So that's another avenue we can go down is like alternate movie titles, but something that applies to us. Right. I was just trying to figure out a way to call myself swole. <laughs> I know. The, I say, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the good, the bad, the swoley. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! So that was our thought: is like we will have time. So we are on episode one twenty right now. Uh, we figured by one twenty five, we will wrap this all up and we'll move into our new podcast. Yeah. So I'm so. hoping to keep the RSV, RSS feed the same, so people subscribe to this can stay subscribed to this, uh, just because <laughs> that makes it easier for everyone. But uh, yeah, so we can change the title, and then yep. uh, yeah, this is the, the artwork too. Day. So, Mark, other things we want to do, life. too, is uh, we also want to start – T-shirts. I, I completely agree. Yep. Let's make T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Invest all our money in T-shirts. Yeah. Uh, we want to do uh, stuff on the Instagram, so we definitely need to 
after episodes, uh, whenever we decide what movie we're going to promote on our Instagram that we really talked about is uh, Photoshop our faces into the movie. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that is, that is just fantastic. Yes. Yeah. So I love that idea. I, there was a part of me that was hoping to Photoshop the wrong Missy with Boyle <laughs> grinding on a very just – <laughs> disappointed looking to Sisto. Uh, but I think it would make much more sense if it was me. Uh, so, so that's a, that's maybe what we'll do for I this I need one. to be Nick Schwarzen. No, Boyle, you're the Missy. You no. are Missy. Yeah, you're, you're, you're definitely Missy. So, yeah, we're, that's so we're, you know, we're hoping to keep the Instagram comment uh, content fresh. And, uh, yeah, but, yeah, Mark, welcome aboard full-time. Uh, long yeah, overdue. Congrats. Um, we're very excited to uh, have you. We're going to keep it a secret until this episode comes out. So, um, Wow, that's huge. I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah. The wolf pack. Yeah. Before it was one. Now, it's and a many. Pack, a wolf pack of three. There was two, yeah. and now there's three. Uh, and now there's three. <laughs> now there's three. Um, Thank you for having me. Ooh, we need those so wolf t-shirts. The pack. Yeah. But it's the three of us howling at the moon. T-shirts. You know what? That's a good <laughs> idea. But yeah, so, uh, yep, that's that. That was our surprise movie. Uh, really, wow. Shout out to Boyle for sur- just... I am, I am surprised. Boyle giving away the surprise at the beginning of the podcast. I appreciate that, Boyle. Hey, <laughs> yep. hey Nick, I remember that surprise right movie? Uh, yeah, Boyle. We can talk about that. Sure. Cool, man. <laughs> yeah. I was so excited. And I also bumped my head. Yeah. <laughs> Boyle fighting through a concussion. Great job. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. I tried. Well, guys, uh, again, that's the end of episode 120. We're heading in a new direction of uh, this podcast. Um, Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. And uh, let us know what you want uh, potential titles for the podcast to be because we're going to have to talk about this. So, yeah, that's where we're out. Guys, thank you so much. We'll catch you next time. Have a great one. I'm, I'm lost for words. This is great. I'm I'm lost in translation. Oh, Oh, he did the thing. (laughs) This is Cookie and... Kristen. And we saw... Uh, The newest... um, Newest um, Valley Girl. Oh, okay. Valley Girl 2020. Okay, let me... That's what it's called. All right, so let me start off by saying Valley Girl. I saw it at the original 1983 back when I was a kid on HBO. I was in high school, fantastic movie, fell in love with it. Was disheartened to find out that they were gonna remake it. Um, Saw a trailer, was really angry when I saw the trailer. But you know what? After so many nights of seeing America's Next Top Model, I decided, what the heck? I'll put on this movie and see what it's like. And it started off, I was ticked off at it. Very, very angry that they decided to mess what I consider an 80s classic but by the end um they kind of won me over I can definitely see this becoming a high school musical that kids perform for years you know it's a typical story you know boy from one side of town girl from another side of town they meet each other and they find love um but I like the way this this one was told it was told with like a flashback of you know whatever happened to Julie you know my, my my one disappointment, whatever happened to Randy? I mean, they talk about it. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but we never see the Randy now. So that was my disappointment. But I thought it was pretty good. What were your thoughts? Well, you took everything I would, would have said. Um, it was an interesting um, reboot of it. Um, 
I appreciate that people are trying to be uh, creative with, you know, redoing these movies because um, some of them are are so beloved that you really shouldn't mess with it. And um, in this way, I think they were kind of respectful of that. So they didn't try to redo what was done. They did it a little differently. Mm. Um, I would say a lot differently. There were scenes that, you know, we were like, this is not how it went down. It went down so different. And so they, they kind of reworked it quite a bit. But um, I don't know. It, you know, getting past the singing, like, I, I hate to think that I'm not a musical kind of person, but... Um, it played like a musical, like a, a, a theater production, but the music is, you know, we love it. It's, it's from our, yeah. our time. So, um, if you can get past Logan Paul, I believe he's the, um, uh, the, one of those, what do you call them? Influencers. They're vloggers. Uh, yeah. yeah. If you can get past him. Um, the rest of the cast was pretty good and, mm -hmm. you know, I think they did a, a good job and, um, but yeah, I, I, yeah. it, it, it warm, I warmed to it and uh, Alicia's, Alicia Silverstone, I, I believe she says it, Alicia Silverstone, great in it. Um, it's nice to see these people come back. Um, you know, she's of clueless fame, but also seeing a few cameos. Yeah. I won't say who, but um, yeah. seeing them show up again from the original cast mm -hmm. is fun. I, I enjoy seeing that. That's, I do. That's a treat. So Soundtrack was very good. So uh, on the Fisher scale, I gave it six kernels. And you? Uh, well, on Letterboxd, I did it. I believe I gave it three and a half stars. So that would be for the math. Seven. 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 Yes. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.